ओम मंगलम गुरुदेवाय देवी मतृक्ष मंगल मंगल भक्ता वृंदेव्यो सर्वोकाय मंगल ओम स्थापकाय धर्म सेवधर्मस्वरूपिणे अवतारवरिष्ठा रामकृष्णा मंगल ओम सराशिव सरंभम शंकरचार मध्यम अश्मरचार प्रायथम वंदे गुरु परंपरम ओम गुरु ब्रह्मा गुरु विष्णु गुरुदेव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्राह्मण तस्म श्री गुरव नम तस्म श्री गुरव नम श्री गुरव नम सो पिकिंग अप एफ्टर आई थिंक वी डिड वन दिस समर स्वामी जी ऑन टूर वन दे वी डिड आई थिंक सो I think so. So, after Samaji's wonderful, really inspiring uh, series this year on the old Samaji Chaitanya Ji Maharaj, and I think he's in where is he? Lockenburgly, Sacramento. I think he's in Sacramento today. And I think next week he's still in town, but he's next week he's still he's in Berkeley. So that's why we'll he, he stopped his satsangs. <coughs> So we were talking about the section we're on is we've been talking about the uh, Kali Puja, kind of bird's eye view on Kali Puja, which we're foolishly thinking we do in two weeks, and it's been I think 14 sessions so far, 11, 13, or how much? You 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 told me early 12. I think 12, 12 or 13. No, we'll call till call today number 13. We're continuing. So we've gone through a lot of mostly the actually all we've done so far is pre- preparation. Uh, purification, preparation, establishing the sea, purifying the articles, sanctification, invoking the direct, protecting directions, internal purity, mental purity, purity of mantra, purity of the deity, purification of the deities, all those steps. And then last time, I can't say last week, but last meeting, we talked. We started with the Devata Puja, and we did with Guru Puja. We started with Guru, right? And we mentioned that some in some traditions they worship Ganesh first. Other tradition, Ganesh and Guru. We do Guru and Ganesh, right? But it's uh, can't say arbitrary. It's by tradition. Uh, um, so we do first a Guru Puja, and the reason one of the reasons we do it, we do Guru Puja, and then the next section is a, is the next um, cluster of deities that are worshipped. It's called the Panchadevata, the five deities, and they always start with Ganesha, Ganesha Adi Pandya. I give the mantra Ganesh a simple way in the small Puja book. I think. Let's see. It's been a while since we looked at the small Puja book. Let's see, simple Kali Puja book. So it is. First, there is, there is worship of Guru. Etaganda Pushpe was this fragrant flower. Om Mani Sri Guru Vedam, and then a pranam mantra. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, and then Etaganda Pushpe Om Gam Ganesha Nama. You worship with this flower. You worship Ganesha, and then his pranam mantra. And that's a very simple. And then after that, then it becomes Ganesha Ari Panchadevatapyo Nama. We worship the five deities beginning with Ganesha. And in the simple puja, then that's actually that could be sufficient ganeshari panchadevata we worship ganesha and the five deities or the five deities beginning with ganesha which we mentioned just now and then adityaravagrahe bhuramaha indradikpale bhuramaha all these different groups of important deities that are that are always worshiped during puja but the first is these five this is the panchadevata and in a more elaborate puja here at kali daily kali mandir they're done, they're worshiped separately it could be done just as flowers each of the five which is oh mention the five is maybe you know by heart you know the heart you know by heart you know the, the five by heart Panchadevatas. It's uh, Ganesh and Shiva. Shiva, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think of him as a, as a yeah. cluster. We we do the puja every day. Ganesh, Shiva, Narayan, Surya, the sun, and Devi. 
in Durga, right? And sometimes the order is a little different. There's the order we're doing is a little different. In the Ramakrishna mission tradition, they the order of the five is a little different. We do it the more a little more kind of pan-Indian form, the, the, organiz, the, the organization of the order of the of the deities. So Ganesha, we do Ganesha, Surya, the sun, uh, Narayan, Lord Vishnu, Shiva, Lord Shiva, and Devi. And in our puja, the Devi puja we do is, the form of Devi is called Jaya Durga. Is Durga as the uh, giver of victory. Sorry, if there's not enough fire, it becomes very smoky. And so in, in, in the daily puja here and in, on Amavash and the big puja, then we do actually either a simp, we do a, the, the Dhyan Mantra, the traditional form of the puja, of each puja we do a Dhyan Mantra, which describes a visualization form of the deity, holding a flower in Kormamudra. We've, we've seen, I think we mentioned that in, during our uh, Guru Puja talk. Um, then, then we do, uh, it can, that, that constitutes like an internal puja. Then the flower is offered, feeling that the consciousness of the deity within is now externally in the image uh, and then we do worship with five items which is perfume inc- uh, perfume flower incense light and food it's called punch uh panchupacha the five item worship uh, in, the, in the simple puja and then the pranam pranam mantra the salutation mantra so we do this each of those deities ganesha surya narayan shiva and durga uh, devi there's a reason be i mean the simple reason you can say we do it is that the the ancient puja books say to do it, right? I, uh, I noticed in the um, uh, in the Devi Gita there is an example one came to my memory today. In the Devi Gita, there is a section on Manasa on Manasa Devi, the snake goddess or the goddess of the snakes, right? We we worship her under the tree, and it mentions how she's worshipped, right? And some instructions given to some sage who wanted to get her vision to do her puja. And so first he said, you know, uh, uh, first establish, it's just like we do, like in all the descriptions of, of our pujas there. First purify the area, establish your seat, invoke the gurus and protective deities of the, of, of, of the directions, right? And then it says, after honoring, worship Ganesha, Surya, Narayan, Shiva, and Durga. And then invoke Manasadevi, right? So, hmm? Manasadevi. This, this, this puja is to Manasadevi, right? So, but so before, so Manasadevi, of course, we consider her very important, but she's a minor deity in, in the Hindu pantheon, right? Uh, but even for her worship, before whatever worship you're supposed to be doing, whatever deity, whatever uh, the puja we're doing, we start always, it, the Devi Bhagavatam mentions you first do the, the Panchadevata puja. Now, that could, um, um, a traditional way of understanding that is that it, this is the very ancient, uh, the, the Devi Bhagavatam will be a very ancient text written by Veda Vyasa. Right, <laughs> five thousand years, six thousand years ago, is like you know, four thousand years ago, like that, right? Uh, or we could also use that evidence to date the text a little later, after the, because there's a period of time when this form, this way of worshiping the five deities together developed, right? And it, it there's, you could, uh, it's really once again with dating things in in Hinduism, it's always a little complicated, right? You have to assume a lot. You have to assume certain dates and assume that everything follows, you know, if it's, like if Nirvana's mentioned the Gita, I mean, it has to be post-Buddhist, you know, that people try to 
figure things out that way, but that's assuming that nirvana is a Buddhist term, not an ancient Hindu term. So you could, so a lot of these things you can, it's not so clear, but generally we think of the of this Panchadevata Puja, um, um, sorry, <coughs> uh, probably first appears maybe uh, um, 300 BC. So that's, you know, not 5,000 years ago, <laughs> right? But not yesterday either, right? It developed. Uh, and it was given it's in, in the popular form. It's, it's, it's a lot of times if you were to like Google it or something, it's like, oh, it was founded, um, this puja was made popular, or they say founded by Shankaracharya, right? So, or, or made popular by, I think made popular by Shankaracharya is probably, there's evidence of it before that, if we want to get historically, evidence of the, of the worship of these five deities. And it's also associated with one particular um, uh, philosophical religious tradition, the Smarta tradition, the Sampradaya. Smart, you've heard this term, Smarta? I'm not sure if it, we always assume that the word smart comes from it, and it might. <laughs> we haven't. I like to say. We, he, yeah, maybe I learned it from you, but that doesn't mean that you learned it from a scholarly source. But, right, but it has a, 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 it could be, I don't. Hmm? Yes, yes, it should be. It means smart. And the Smarta tradition goes back, you know, uh, uh, before the Gupta period. It goes way, way back. Um, also around this 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 time, 300 B, uh, uh, BC. And um, Shankaracharya's tradition is considered Smarta. Actually, like today, we're celebrating uh, Balaram Jayanti. Right. So today is a appearance day of Lord Balaram. Tomorrow, we're celebrating Janmashtami. Right. But if you look at the Hare Krishnas, they're celebrating Janmashtami on Monday, not tomorrow. Right. And so if you so if you if you trying to go online, try to look at different calendars or figure, then you realize, oh, there's Smarta Janmashtami and Vaishnava Janmashtami. Two different lineages figure out the dates differently. Right. Also, if you look at our you look at our calendar, when is a codice? Like a codice may be on Tuesday, right? But other some calendars will say codice is on Wednesday or Thursday even. Right. So, so obviously the 11th say the 11th say, but there are certain rules that different traditions use differently. Right. So the generally the uh, so Shankaracharya's tradition is is smart tradition. Whether or not it's hard to say. I'll, it can be said. I won't say it because I'm not I'm not convinced. The evidence is absolute in either way that Shankaracharya came out of the smart tradition or the smart tradition uh, was founded by Shankara. That I, it's, it's not. Because even Shankara's date, you can put 500 years this way or that way. It's not that easy to, 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 to fix, right? But the same tradition. So the idea that the, the, nowadays we don't think we, we have the main sects in India, not philosophical system, but sect, the deity sects. You have the worshippers of, you have Vaishnavas, you have Shaivites, and Shaktas. These are the three primary. But in the ancient world, you know, go back a couple thousand years, a thousand years ago, there were five main sects, uh, deity sects, right? And these were the Ganapatiyas, the worshippers of Ganesha or Ganapati, the Sauriyas, the worshipper of the sun, right? Then Vaishnavas, Shaivites, and Shaktas, right? And by saying they're sectarian, you, sectarian, we use the word in two ways. You can use it technically as a sect, as a group of people who have a, a similar, a shared deity, a shared practice, a shared scriptural identity like that. And sectarian also means we're right, you're wrong. You know, like we use it in a, in a, in a pejorative sense. So by saying there is five primary sect, sampradayas, um, is I mean it in both ways. It's both five, dis, five distinct groups 
there were more, of course, but these are the five powerful ones, right? Had the um, uh, support of kings and scriptures and like that. Uh, but they were also fighting. They were competing. Can't say maybe competing is a better word. It's not like they had wars or persecution, but they were competing for importance, right? Jaiman and uh, um So that. Uh, uh, <coughs> We haven't been up by the fire in a long time. Yeah, it's been about yeah, so, uh, 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 and so this is a problem, of course, this is, it's an ancient problem and it's a modern problem. We have to think of, we look at the religious landscape, that seems to be a major problem, you know, especially in the, in the face of uh, uh, blooming globaliz glo globalization. I mean, we, we, there's no longer any other. Right, and so therefore the idea is like we have our own deity and ethnic group and self-identity group that we have the truth and other people's they definitely don't have the highest truth. If they have if they have truth, they don't have the highest truth. You know, it's weird to even say that, right? But I think maybe a hundred years ago it wasn't as weird to say it, and a thousand years ago it would have been completely natural to say it, and two thousand years ago it would have been almost maybe. May, I mean, I mean, it's only we don't have we have. Sh shards of pots, pottery, and if you know, like, you get going back, and from this we can clearly tell the religious <laughs> concepts of the ancient world, you know, it may be unnecessary to say it, maybe a religion comes from, from this uh, sense of, uh, uh, one of the things that religion has done, or uh, does, is sense of identity, and, and all this type of thing, but it's weird to say that now, right, but the, the Smarta tradition comes from a time where, it, it's been weird to say that for a long time, Right to say that that this my idea of God or my God that we, that I'm worshiping is is definitely the highest, maybe the only, right and definitely best, right. So uh, and so the argument like that. So in the Smarta tradition and uh, the Advaita Vedanta of Shankara fits perfectly into those. They have this idea of of an absolute, a transcendent absolute that's that's beyond even can't even say, we would say now the human conceptualizations as deities with names and forms and leelas and stories and, and attributes, right? It's it's not 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 beyond our, of course, God is beyond the human conceptions, but it's beyond any concept, it's even beyond its own conceptions, right? So it's not that, that necess not necessarily, we would say now in the, in, the, in the modern way of thinking that humans create ide ideas of God, right? The ancient world may not have said that. Sri Ramakrishna didn't say it like that. He says God reveals Himself in different ways. Not that we came up with something and uh, solidified. Maybe that's the same act. I don't know. Psychologically, maybe the same act, right? But the one reality can reveal reveals itself either consciously or people experience the one reality in different ways, or the, or the one God, the one reality reveals itself in different ways, right? And then you have that famous verse in the in the Rig Veda, we everybody likes to quote. I like to quote. Uh, that truth is one, sages, what is it? Ekam vipra bahuda. So, although truth is one, ekam vipra, the sages describe it bahuda in many different ways. Right? And that verse comes in a, in a particular section where it's describing, like, I think, what are the different deities? Remember the deities? It's like they're varuna. It describes like the, a, a, a section of pantheon of the ancient world's pantheon, right? And it's glorifying. I, I, I forgive me. I don't exactly remember. It's glorifying one of them, <laughs> but but it's, glorif uh, but it's glorifying one as all these are different realizations, manifestations, expressions, uh, uh, 
readings we would may use uh, of that one the one the one truth is described as these different as different ways right so that's a that's an extraordinary idea and 2000 years later it's just as extraordinary the idea right but what they probably didn't mean is that what well, well, we could say that oh the original verse who knows what it meant right but the by but with the smarter tradition it was understood that the truth which transcends ex localized expression right the different expressions the different main sects of hinduism right orthodox sects of hinduism specifically the vaishnavas the shaktas the ganapatiyas the sauriyas and the shaivites right each one of them is describing one truth right there's a transcendent truth and then there's a truth that 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 transcendent reality expressing itself or real, the realization of And so what Shankaracharya uh, popularized is they call the Panchayatana Puja. We call it, well, some we say Panchadevata Puja, the five deities, but Panchayatana Puja. So Pancha means five, these five deities, and Ayatana means uh, um, uh, containing. So this Puja that contains or is made up of five. The f something, so it's the one type of the worship of the one deity that's contained as five, right? And the way it was done, and the way it's still done, even in Kalimandir, we do it. If you know, if you look at the shrine, you have to know what you're looking for. But there, we have next to the water pot. There's a little throne, and on that throne there are five stones, right? That's the Panchayatana Asan, right, or Mandala, right. And what you do, you 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 have stone form. You can have statues or yantras or of, of these things, but often they're done in this what we call an iconograph an iconographic image. Uh, means an image that's like a like a like a shivalingam. It's not like an it's not like Shiva holding a tree shul, a shivalingam. So each of those deities is worshipped as a stone from a different river from a different part of India, right? So it's also maybe some scholars have um, uh, uh, contemplated that it may have been not only to bring the five sects together as one revealing one God, right, but also uh, bringing all India together because these are stones from different rivers and all of the length and breadth of India, right? So in order to do this puja, you have to have stones from all these places, right, uh, representing. And so, the, of course, the one that you love, the one that you're most fond of, is the one you put in the center. That makes sense, right, you know, in a mandala. And it would, you have one in the center, and then you have the other four on the four corners. And according to which one you worship in the center is where you put the other ones. There's a, There's a structure for it and uh, um, like for instance so we're shakta so at the temple we have in the center we have a, um, a stone it's actually um, um, a meteorite right it's a, and the stone that's used is a kind of a shiny meteorite type of stone it's an extraterrestrial stone coming from uh, from a uh, uh, we got ours actually we, we've, we've gotten small pieces in in, a, in, in Chennai uh, legitimate but then we re then we replaced it when we, I, I was at Berkeley on um on um uh, with the, uh, Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley, you know, and I found one of the little shops on, on the on the street, you know, on the table on the street. Like, that's beautiful, <laughs> and even shaped like a shivalingam, so like an egg, like a banana. So that's what we're worshiping right now. Uh, and so, if, if Debbie's in the center, then like if Debbie's, I'm looking. I imagine if Debbie's in the center, Debbie would be here. Let's see here. Devi, then uh, it could be. I have this right. I may have read it. We do. We've done it. Ours is correct. What do we do? We have um, Vishnu, Vishnu, Shiva, Surya, and Ganesha. 
and in the center Devi. If you put Shalagram in the center, or Vishnu in the center, it becomes Devi, Ganesha, Surya, Shiva. You put Surya in the center, it becomes Shiva, Ganesha, Vishnu, Devi, like that, so it's according to the tradition. Right? So, so that's a tradition. There may be a reason for I don't know those reasons. It's, we found those in text, you know, and if you go to a temple that has them, it's like that. Um, but it's quite interesting because it almost it doesn't matter which one's in the center. Right, so that's actually very, very. That's a big thing to to state in a world of sect, of competing sects, right? It, it, uh, uh, with text that each one's showing. Well, we know Vishnu supreme, right? And uh, uh, it's, he's not the same. He there may be other deities, but he's definitely not the same, right? He's definitely better, right? He's the controller. He's their source. He they worship him. Or you could say, oh, we definitely Shiva is definitely the he's Devangi Dev Mahadev. We saw there's a whole. 98-hour uh, uh, television series describing him where Vishnu and Brahma are constantly saying, you're the god of gods, right? So it's very clear that, Vish that Shiva is the god of God. But of course, all that is sectarian propaganda. We all know the truth as Kali worshippers, that Devi, not just Devi, Kali, Madhakshinishwari Kali of Laguna Beach, the supreme deity, who manifests all gods and goddesses, right? right. And they're all here. They, she, she manifests them. They also worship her, right? And point the way to, you know, so you can see that, that so that's, a normal thing in devotional life, in sectarian and devotional life, to think like that. But this is a very radical thing. It's still allowing everybody to have their favorite deity, right? So the Shaivites put Shiva in the center, the Shaktas put Shakti in the center, the Vaishnavas put Vishnu in the center. But still do not. But also see it as five faces, five manifestations of Brahman, right? Of 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 a, um, um, of a transcendent absolute, right? Uh, uh, so it's actually very revolution. I can't say revolution because it's about two thousand. The revolution happened two thousand years ago, right? Right. But the revolution is still happening, right? That's the thing. Is I well, Sri Ramakrishna took this to another extreme, right? Because we could say like uh, that. Oh, in Hinduism, Brahman reveals itself according to this particular lineage, right? Uh, uh, Sampradaya, as manifesting these five deities and, 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 and according to the one in the center they call the Ishtadevata. The one you choose is the one in the center. We use this term, that's actually, that's the source of this term Ishtadevata. It originally comes from this Panchayana Yatena tradition. Right? The one we, the, the Ishta, the Devata in the center is our, the one we hold the center is Ishta. There's a verse, Shankaracharya has a verse. It may be, I think it may be attached. Hmm. Annapurna Stotram perhaps but it's but 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 uh, it, it says that actually Shiva is my father and De and Parvati is my mother and all Shiva's devotees are my family that's a natural mood of a Shiva devotee right but you could also say Vishnu is my father Lakshmi is my mother all the Vaishnavas are my family right that's a very natural thing to say right and we say that Shankaracharya himself said that in that hymn right and if you look at Vaishnava literature it says that continuously in the Jai Ma please come <clears throat> but they didn't say, right, uh, that that uh, the uh, truth is one, and sages describe it differently. Like for instance, sages would describe it as uh, Allah, right, or Jesus, or Jehovah, right, or uh, the uh, uh, the Buddha nature or Nirvana. Right, you know, so the, that you know, it, uh, or uh, as the Jain, as the Jain saints and the realizations, you know, so it was still. This is, this in a certain sense, this is a, a foundation of an orthodox Hinduism, 
that developed the Snarta tradition is a very orthodox Hindu tradition, very open-minded within sectarian Hinduism. Right, right. And then the background, the philosophical system that developed it is Advaita Vedanta, which is extremely, extremely open-minded another way, right? The truth is uh, about the nature of that uh, uh, philosophical contemplation, description of that absolute truth that manifests as these five deities. Right, right. But <clears throat> the, the modern sages like Sri Ramakrishna, like Ramana Maharishi, like Ananda Moima, like Swami Shivananda, these the great saints of this time, Sri Ramakrishna foremost among some who, who preached like this, when, when he would say that truth is one, sages call him by various names, it's not just he's called Shiva, Vishnu, Narayana, Durga, and, and, and Ganesha, right? It's like truth is like whatever, can't say whatever, but you know, you know it's, it's universalized. It's in, 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 in the global age, in the globalized age, where you know, everybody is connected to everybody, and statements like truth is one, and he's not called this, right? It's, it doesn't sound right. It can't possibly be right, because how do you justify it? But we, before we could justify it, because our tradition says it. Well, other traditions say something different. Or before we justified it, it's my guru says it. Well, my guru says something different. Or we'd say, my scripture says it. But now we have access to every scripture. What makes your scripture so special? Well, it's in the Vedas. Well, it's not in the Bible. Yeah, but the Bible is not authentic. How do, you, how do you say that? Because the Vedas are authentic. How do you know the Vedas are authentic? The Vedas say they're authentic. The Bible says it's authentic. You know, once you accept it, you can no longer, the arguments that, that were so natural for, for a long time, for almost ever, Right now, they 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 don't hold up anymore, right? So they have to be uni- they had to be universalized. And I think Sri Ramakrishna very much successfully. Uh, it was, not not maybe he didn't sit there. I need to universalize to, so that Hindu Dharma can survive the, the the modern age. I don't know if he thought that, or maybe the Divine Mother herself, which is actually Sri Ramakrishna did say. The Divine Mother herself showed me this truth, right? This is from his own self and his own. The Divine Mother Kali's message for this age. Right, revelation to the sage is the truth of all religions. Right, that that the, um, so. I'm going beyond the scope of of the Panchadevata Puja, right? But it's 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 a, uh, I think this idea of the of the these five uh, competing sects being worshipped as five faces of the same reality, right? It's one of the things when people, when people naturally so oh Hindu is very very open, or Hindu is very accepting, or Hindu Hinduism is pluralistic. Right. This is what they mean. This is where it, I think this is where it comes from, right? Because in other sense, I mean, oh, because they have many. De- well, there's many polytheistic religions that have many deities or traditions. You know, that doesn't make them pluralistic. Polytheistic is not plural. Pluralistic. Pluralistic means many approaches. Many. You know. So the thing that makes Hinduism distinctly pluralistic, I think, the roots of it maybe are deeper in the realiza- in the in the realizations of the of the Upanishadic sages, perhaps. Right. Right, but definitely by, with this worship of the of the five deities together, the, uh, is very. I think it's very. Um, uh, uh, when we when we usually think, oh, Hinduism is 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 open, or has different ways to truth, or or, or uh, the different gods or, or faces of God, or even that language, or different faces of the one God, that comes from this, you know. Uh, and so this has been in the modern age has has to be universal and extended. Right through a generosity of spirit and 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 an intellectual honesty. If it's true in Hinduism, why can't it theoretically potentially be true in other in other in other forms? Right. <clears throat> so we we are um, uh, uh, ritually uh, declaring it every day in puja. You're thinking bad thoughts. That's yeah. smoke You're disagreeing. You're thinking yeah. no, <laughs> Shiva is supreme for sure. <laughs> 
Gabby's footprint. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so we, 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 we're in a certain sense of affirming this ancient view. Of the, because, because the fact that we're worshiping the five deities means that our puja, although it's a tantric puja coming down, its own independent lineage, right? It comes from a background of this uh, this uh, smarta idea that the truth truth is one, and the different the main conceptions are are are, are, are uh, the main uh, sectarian traditions are expressions of that one truth, right? Including its own, it's a self understanding. The shakta tradition, the tantric tradition, has that as well as a background, right? It has that as a background idea. Because right? otherwise, you know, you see, and even if you go online, if you look at, let me look how to do a, a Saraswati puja. Right, and what it, usually will, it will say, you know, if you look, download a, a you know, and, and, and probably maybe Marathi or something, you know, how to do it, you know. But usually, usually it is, it, it gives you a few purification things, then it says you worship Ganesha and you worship Sarasati. Right, you, you, you get Ganesha and then the deity. Whatever, Ganesha is always worshipped first, there's a reason for that. There's many stories for that and like that. Uh, concession by Lord Shiva, according to the story. Right, <clears throat> but here we don't just worship, we don't go for Ganesha and then worship Kali. We worship Ganesha, then Surya, and the Panch, and, and then Narayana, then Shiva, then Durga, and then Kali. Actually, not just, and then we worship a lot of other deities. We worship the ten forms of, of Kali, the Dashma Vijas, the ten avatars of Vishnu, the nine avat, the nine manifestations of Durga, the nine planets, the nine, you know, we go through all the different rivers, all the all the different scriptures, all the different saints, all the different devotees, all the all the weapons of the different deities. We worship, and one thing we like, we don't leave anybody out, right? We want to invoke everybody, in the, but also it's also by every flower, every mantra is a recognition that we're, that the one is. When we say the truth of one is, and, and, and manifests in different ways and called differently. Well, here's a list. Here's an example of how many different names they have, how many different forms they have, right? And it's not just oh, you know, we have a we have a thousand names of Lita, we have a thousand names of Vishnu, a thousand names of Shiva, and a thousand names of Kali. That's very impressive, right? The fact that Shiva, just one deity, has a thousand names, but he doesn't have a thousand names. I know six Sahasranamas of Lord Shiva, right? I, mean, I know of six. I know three. I know of six, right? Uh, uh, uh. So that's and some of the and they're not all shared names. Most of them they're not shared names. Only a few, only some are shared names. So that means that so Shiva has six, seven thousand distinct names, right? That's not I was like, oh, it's not that truth is one Shiva and he has six thousand names in the in the six Sahasranamas, right? Is that yes, there's 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 a thousand Sahasranamas, right? Probably you know I don't have I have a lot of them, not a thousand of them. I have a lot of them, you know. Like we have the Dashmahavijas. That's impressive. Kaliyada Dashmahavijabhyona. We worship. The nine forms of goddess Kali, beginning with Kali. Kali, Tara, Sodashi, Bhavaneshwari, Bhairavi, Chinamasa, Mambati, Bhagala, Matangi, and Kamala. Right? Very impressed that I've remembered those. Those are important to us. <laughs> right? And they're meant to impress uh, <laughs> easily uh, an audience. <clears throat> but, uh, um, so that's what we're just saying. But each one of them has a thousand. There's a, we have a Thastanama for each name. We have a hundred name hymn for each of those ten. We have a thousand names of each of those. And in the like in the Kali Sasanama, there is a name for Patangira Devi, right? This is one particular unique, uh, fierce form of, of 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 Kali, right? Seen as one of her names, one of her forms, a distinct goddess named Patangira Devi. There's also Patangira Sasanama, right? <laughs> right. In the Patangira Sasanama, there may be a name of a deity that has a thousand named him, right? So really, by saying a thousand, Sahasra, when we say Ananta. Lord, 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 uh, uh, the, the snake of Lord Shiva uh, uh, that Vishnu lays on, he says he has a thousand hoods. But his name, but one of his names is an, an, Ananta. 
what end on any to say a thousand means unlimited right that's not just it's not exactly a thousand we don't have a thousand petal lotus on top of the head the thousand the, the top of the head is considered a universal consciousness that means it's infinite ever expanding unending inconceivable a thousand is conceivable but it's a big number yeah <laughs> Right. We say, oh, we have something like infinite like the sky. The sky is not infinite. That's not, it's not saying, but you know what we mean. By, by the sky is a symbol of infinite. So a thousand is a symbol of a lot. <laughs> right. Bahuda, right. Many, 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 many. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, so, it's, so the fact that we're worshiping these five is, I think, is very important. Not only is it, you know, all oh, this comes from, this is, oh, this is obviously a, a smarta, Shankara, Shankarai tradition like that. But, but with a Vedantic background that's saying that, but it's a saying, I think it's saying a lot. Right? It, uh, uh, even if this is this is a Kali Puja, right? The Puja is for Kali, right? But within it, these other devotees are worship. And the mood is that, oh, we're, like I said, there's one reality and we worship these different forms, its manifestations, right? Another thing is that these different forms, that one has become these different forms to so do a different function. As Ganesha, he opens the way. As Surya, he 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 uh, uh, he organizes time and karmas and the planets, right and the seasons, right. As Narayana, he sustains everything, right. He sustains. He Satvaguna, he sustains, right, and incarnates in order to 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 give the dharmas of the age and to purify the age, right. As Shiva, he just he transforms. He he uh, destroys everything at the end of time. As Devi, he's a Shakti. It's the Shakti of everything. The, the, uh, that can manifest uh, the, all manifestation. So, so it's recognizing the one reality that has many, many names, but it's the one reality that does different things, right? It's not just that we have different names for the one reality. That reality is Ganesha. That one reality does remove obstacles. That one reality does sustain the universe. That one reality does create the universe, right? So, it's, so we're rec- by by the names of the deities that we worship is the name of the one. It's not just names that we arbitrarily uh, assign to the deity. These are the names are given according to the deity's function, right? So the the one reality manifests in different ways. We, in the ancient world and up to the modern time, we have names for that. We can we can, and once you name something, you can you can um, uh, interact with it, right? You know, so like like there's a guru there's a guru tattva, a guru principle, an illuminating principle, right? But we also have a guru. Right, that, and so the guru becomes an embodiment of that. So now we have a face, a personality, that we can inter- exchange with a with a very subtle energy. So, so um, some have used some use this language that the gods and the names of the goddesses these are these are the personalities of nature, the personalities of of, of, of reality itself. You know, and, and by which we can interact, we can honor them, interact with them, invoke them. So it's not just oh, you are the one reality known as Ganesha, Surya, Narayana, Shiva, and Durga, and so we worship you. No, you're invoking. Ganesha, we're invoking Surya. It's not just a name for the one reality. We're invoking a distinct Shakti, a distinct deity. But we don't lose the fact that that distinct deity is uh, I keep saying manifestation, manifestation of the, of the one reality, uh, like this. Um, uh, but also that means that behind each deity, the, uh, uh, Brahman is meant, right? Uh, uh, Sami Omananda, our sannyas guru, he says, he was one satsang we had at Allahabad, he says, we go Om Namah Shivai, Om Namah Shivai, Om Sri Durgaye Namaha, Om Sri, uh, uh, Om Sri Krishnaya Namaha, Om Sri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram, right? Each of these names, we do Om the de- and the name of the deity, right? So he says, actually, 
in, 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 we always put somebody's last name at the end, right? In, in ancient times, the last name would be in the beginning. Even South India, it's often the last name is done in the beginning. Right? Like Ekanath Ishwaran. Ishwaran is his name. Eknath is his last is his surname, right? That's an example, right? So Om is the is the last name of all these deities, right? <laughs> right? They're all the <laughs> and he says actually it's Om we're worshiping. The one indicated by Om that's such as an under infinite Brahman, an inconceivable, infinite, absolute existence, constant bliss. When we say Om Sri Krishna Namaha, we Krishna we worshiping we worship that Om in of course with the name and form that we love of Krishna, but also as Krishna. Krishna, I mean, he, he that Om incarnated as Krishna. I mean, it's, it's a Tata Gita, Kilkamsa, and like that. All the things that he uh, stole the clothes of the gopis, all the things that 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 Krishna did, you know. But we recognize that Krishna is not. Can't say. Can't have to be careful. We don't be disrespectful. We're not. It's a problem with language. It's not like oh, he. It's not. He's not just Krishna. He's also the infinite. No, Krishna. We see. We see his. We see a lila, a form, a name, some idea. But we don't see, we only see the tip of the iceberg. He's infinite, right? Krishna do Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is directly the original Godhead himself. That's what the Bhagavatam says. Now, that's a Vaishnava text. And so it says, Krishna do Bhagavan Swayam. Right? We could, if I were to write a, maybe we should write the, the well, I guess there is a Devi Bhagavatam. We don't need to rewrite. <laughs> there was a rewrite, the rewrite, the rewritten Devi Bhagavatam. We say, Kali tu Bhagavati Swayam, or something like that. But she's the Supreme Goddess, the source of everything. <laughs> right? Like each, the, 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 the deity you worship isn't, isn't, I can't say just, not just the deity, because the deity, but it's the Supreme. Each one of these we're worshiping specifically with remembering that it's the Supreme. That's the, the, the that, that's the point I'm roundabout verbosely trying to make right uh, um, in it's interesting in south india where another deity is extremely popular just as popular as vishnu surya narayan hmm? muruga muruga is just as popular or more popular right and uh, uh, and therefore he's been added so in some traditions in south india along with the the shala oh, i forgot to mention the different stones that are used right um for Vishnu, it's Shalagram from the uh, Kalikandaki River in Nepal. For Shiva, of course, we'd imagine, is the Narmada, Narmada Shuddha Lingam, these stones of Narmada. For Ganesha, it's a red stone that comes from the Sone River, right? So it's called a Sone Lingam, right? Uh, uh, then for, um, uh, uh, for, uh, maybe I should refer them. What's that? For, so for, for, for sun, we usually use crystal. That's the most common thing. Um, but it is actually, it's a crystal from, the, uh, from a particular mine in South India. It's supposed to be that from that place. We have a crystal sun. Like we worship actually a little face, like little, very nice. <laughs> but actually crystal is one that is worship. And then for uh, Shiva, for Devi is a stone. I told you it's a um, uh, meteorite type of stone. Right. Um, uh, I forgot what I was mentioning, why I was mentioning that. Oh, so then they add for Muruga, for Skanda, they add a small uh, veil. The symbol, his weapon, that, uh, that spear, the single point spear, that they add that uh, uh, as part of it. And there's another thing, another is, is, and also, you really think, what are these five sects? Actually, at one time, right, uh, uh, now we like, the big three main sects are Vaishnavism, Shaivism, and Shaktism, right? But before, the Ganapatyas and the Sauryas were just as important, or more important, they had their own they had their own texts. There's Ganesha Upanishads, I guess, the uh, Puranas, uh, um, uh, texts that describe like like 
uh, on, the, on Ganesh some years ago, on one of these podcasts you can get, there's a, I think the glories of Ganesh, a talk we gave on different stories of Ganesh. And some of them are taken from the Ganesh, from the, from the text that Ganesh is not the son of Shiva, right? Ganesha, and one of the things where even Shiva's, Ganesh is so fat, is because within him he has Shiva, right? He's a source of Shiva. He gives birth to Shiva, Brahma, and Vishnu. He's not the son of anybody. He's their source. He's their, Shiva's his son. Shiva manifest. I mean, Ganesh manifests everything, right? So when that very first, when you see the dancing Ganesh, when the first, the absolute non-dual Brahman, that first pulse, the first uh, vibration within absolute infinite consciousness, that is Ganesha, right? That, that first sound is Ganesha. Dan- the dancing Ganesha comes and from him. Then he creates Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and they go, okay, you have to create, sustain, and, and destroy, right? I'm your source. I'm the supreme. He's Brahman. There's a hymn by Shankaracharya, the Ganesh Panchakam. It described each one, uh, Tamdamami, no, um, I think it's in the, uh, hmm. we chant this mantra, but I'm forgetting, haven't done it in a while. Uh, it describes them, uh, that you are, each line ends up with, O Ganesha, the Supreme Brahman. Right? Ganesh is Brahman, and at Brahman, Brahman, who manifests as the Supreme, who manifests as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, that's Ganesha. Right? So we don't think that way. Ganesha has been... Uh, domesticated in many ways, he's been made a uh, dependent son. There's stories, beautiful stories, meaningful stories, but his original worship, his at the height, I can't say his original. His original worship is much more mysterious, and, and to the Vinayaks and all that, uh, 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 Ganas and things like that. So another category of deities we, we we won't mention now. It's a different topic, um, but at the height of of the Ganesh of the uh, of the Ganapatyas, he's the supreme. Who manifests all the other gods? They're all doing his service. They're they're serving him, right? But they're gone. They lost in the com- competition of sects. They lost, right? But they've been absorbed into every other sect, right? Everyone worships Ganesha. You think he was envisioned as an elephant? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there there are there is a group of Ganesha of elephant-headed deities. <laughs> that he there was also there's whole story, but um um but so 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 Vaishnavas are worshiping not as much, but Vaishnavas worship Ganesha, Shaivas worship Ganesha, Shaktas worship Ganesha, right? Every Vedantas, dualists worship Ganesha, non-dualists worship Ganesha. He's the most popular deity, right? Right. But he's no longer supreme, but he's still everywhere, right? And so with Suryas, uh, the Sauryas, Shankaracharya, I quoted this last time also that the Shankaracharya is in a in a emotional state, right? He says, ah, these gods and goddesses, where are they? Who's seen Shiva? Go to Kailash, there's no Shiva. Right? You know, where is this Shiva? You know, you go, you, you know, where, where, is, where is Vaikuntha? These are made up ideas like they said. We don't, we believe them. He, he some, they're revealed of, because of a Vedic authority. Vedic authority is accepted because, you know, there's reasons why we accept it. But we don't have any experience of them. We hope to have some experience of them. Maybe when we die, right? People who claim to have such experiences, maybe they're real or maybe they're crazy or they're lying. Somebody claims, oh, I saw Shiva. Right? He told me to tell you this. Right, either the person's a, an illumined saint, right? He's lying or he's crazy. Either three, and, and there's no way to test <laughs> a really good test. <laughs> and there's tests, but not really. <laughs> we can conclude that he's crazy and turns out he's a saint, or we can conclude he's a saint, turns out he's crazy or lying. So there's no tests are conclusive, right? So Shankaracharya, at one point, I forgive me, I don't remember the thing, but the Swami Raghavananda, we know a very wonderful sannyasi who's very much in this Advaita Bhav and against all these. Foolish gods and goddesses. That's his mood. He likes that. His favorite verse of Shankaracharya, right? But he, uh, but uh, uh, but he says, but the but the sun I see, right? That so that that is this for the sun is my is a visible god, 
we're worshiping invisible gods. The sun's our visible god, right? And oh, we worship all these gods and all these goddesses, Kali and Lakshmi and Saraswati and Tipurusundri and all the, and get get more and more fantastical the stories and what they do and they kill the buffalo demon and 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 you know with the mantra whom destroyed whole armies like that. I said, we believe that we read that it has meaning. Maybe it has symbolic meaning. Maybe maybe it actually happened. Maybe we live, you know, but if somebody says they saw it. They're either crazy, illumined, or lying. Right. <laughs> there's no there's no ultimate test, right? So he says the earth that I see all the time that we see. We're, this is this is the mother. This is our mother. The earth is our mother. The sun is our father. It's the seed giving, but it's the one giving, animating this earth. If you want Purusham Pakriti and Sankhya, the earth is Pakriti, and and the thing that animates Pakriti is the sun, right? You, you don't get it's a perfect symbol, you know, right? But you see now, interesting. We we the we almost never worship the one who created all of nature in anything natural. We you know we like, we we make an image, we a man-made image or yantra or idea or like that, and we worship the one the one who created nature never is a natural object anymore. But you know, you just look up. I'm looking. You guys are turning. You guys are so fallen and modern that you turn your back on the one true God, the sun <laughs> right on behind you. <laughs> and look at some fool ranting and raving about Brahman or something. But the, the real, the visible Brahman's right in front of you, or behind you, <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> right? Right. So that. So. Uh, 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 but but it's maybe the time has passed. Who knows? You know, maybe that the worship. But the sun's no longer God, right? But it is. It's like Ganesha is no longer God, but he is. He's the most worshipped. The sons also worship. So the the primary prayer of the Saudiya sect, the solar worshipping sect, right, is the Gayatri Mantra. Right, right. But now who who chants the Gayatri Mantra? The Vaishnavas chant the Gayatri Mantra, the Shaivites chant Gayatri Mantra, the Shaktas chant Gayatri Mantra, right? Vedantas, the Advaita Vedantas chant Gayatri Mantra, Vishishtadvaita Vedantas chant Gayatri Mantra. Uh, the tantric chant Gayatri Mantra, the smartest chant Gayatri Mantra, right? So in a certain sense, he's one. He's been absorbed. He's been absorbed. So he's still. So Ganesha is still being worshipped, and Surya is still being worshipped, and we still worship Sun, especially in connection to the Navagrahas and planetary type of thing, right? Uh, 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 and certain holidays, and you know, we, 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 we. So everybody, you see, people of all temperaments, all lineages, all deities that they worship, in the early in the morning, they hold still the old ritual. This is our cup we use here. This is the Kali Mandir Sadhu. Uh, this is our sun cup, right? Because copper is a, the metal for the sun. Holy, the sun rises on that side in the morning. If that makes sense, that it's over there now, right? And you hold, hold in. You chant certain mantras, invoking the sun, offering water. That's a, it's, it's a remnant. This is just a beginning. One, this probably wasn't the only thing that was done, right? But this is a, a distinctive feature of, of of their worship: chanting of the Gayatri Mantra and the offering of water. To the sun, this Argya Tarpa. For tomorrow morning, ready. <laughs> How's our time? Need a piece of wood and a yeah. piece of wood. What's the time? Six o'clock. So. <coughs> So as I said that that uh, uh, that at least in this puja he's not it's not just we we're, I, we always try to remember that sun is at one time was just as important maybe even more important at one time this fire was more important than before Vishnu people before Vishnu Brahma and 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 uh, uh, and, and Shiva were considered important 
instead of subsidiary deities or names of other deities. You know, like, you know, fire was more important. Indra used to be important. Varuna. These are the old, these are actually more elemental. Either religion changed or religion evolved or whatever happened, the next stage where now the old gods have been forgotten or, or put into the pantheon of now the new set of gods have, have come, right, as to importance, right? By one time, Agni was extremely important, right? Um, it's still... Hmm? Oh, I forgot. That's a, I'm glad you mentioned there's a mantra. Believe it or not, there's a text. Yeah, believe it, there is a beautiful mantra. Let's see, I scribbled it a month ago, so I don't haven't looked at it, but... So the, the, the five deities, there's a hymn on Panchayatana uh, Stotram. There's a hymn describing glorifying these five deities, right? I cannot vouch for the, the age of the hymn. I don't know the source. I know the hymn, but I don't know, like, it comes from this Purana or from Shankaracharya or something that I don't know or could have been written, you know, 60 years ago or something. I don't know, right? But it's very nice. It associates the five um, deities with the five elements. It does, like you mentioned. So it's an interesting point. It's good, it's good to remember. Uh, it's not the one. It's not exactly the way you'd imagine. Not the one. If I were to assign them, I would assign them maybe a little differently. But maybe they knew something. Also, <laughs> akasya, povishnu, agnischaiva maheshwari, akasya tipo vishnu. Vishnu is space, right? So, so that the akasha, the space, uh, akasha tattva is Vishnu. That makes it Vishnu means spread or spreading or pervading so that makes in a certain sense consciousness often we associate Vishnu when we're assigning symbolic meaning to the deities carefully obviously Vishnu often because of his name is the infinite consciousness awareness consciousness of Agni's Chaiva Maheshwari and Agni only is Maheshwari Devi that makes sense she's Shakti right so the goddess the great goddess Maheshwari is Agni is only Agni only fire Vayu Surya, Vayu Vayu Surya, uh, Kshitir Ishaha. Vayu means air is Surya, so sun is air, and earth is Isha. As, uh, Isha means uh, Shiva. Okay. Jala Nyasa Ganap, Ganapati, and water is Ganesha. That's well, interesting. That's the way that there's a mantra. There's a mantra for everything. There's a mantra for. I think the reason I scribbled it down would be a nice thing to add at the end of our Panchadeva to Puja. It would be a nice pranam mantra remembering that. to add that. Uh, adding that. Um... So, anyways, this is just a little bit of, bit of, a little bit of background to, for the Panchayatena Puja. Right? But I think, I think it's the. Hinduism is extremely well suited for the, the religious pluralism. And it's really the, 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 the seed of, of the universality of religion, the truth of religion, that even in the interface movement and interface dialogue, a lot, a lot of it can, be, it can literally be traced to, to Swami Vivekananda, to the problems of religions. Uh, um, a lot of stuff can be traced to that itself, the modern, the modern thing. But it's Hindu, but ancient Hinduism at its root had, this, I think, the roots to this, even at the very beginning. And I think this is important. So, uh, one other point in in the Panchadevata Puja in the Bengali uh, month in the uh, ritual books, we say Ganeshari Panchadevata Bhyonama. It says, uh, um, uh, uh, in in the in, in Indrari Dashtikpale Bhyonama. No, 
No, no, no, no. Shivari Panchadipa. Shivari Panchadipa Tabhyonama. That's right. Because it has first, it's little, it's Guru Ganesha. That's already given. So we take Ganesha out of the thing. Now it's Shivari. Right, so now the order is a little different. Shiva, Narayana, Agni. Uh, 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 and, you know, instead, so Agni is added. Right, so because Agni is obviously important, it's also been absorbed, right? And uh, uh, so sometimes in certain pujas, we'll also worship Agni within, within as part of the Devata Puja, we'll also worship Agni. So instead of Ganesha, Ganesha is done before all pujas, and the five includes Agni. I know uh, Gita Prana made uh, um, uh, one time at the. They changed it, that we've changed it. Originally, the mantra said Shivadi, uh, Panchadevata Puja, Panchadevata Bhyona Maha. But Agni, we wanted to include. We want to do we make it more matching the South Indian, the kind of pan-Indian tradition. So we changed it, and we therefore we left Agni out. He's not in the list, right? But one day at the, at, they noticed that constantly at the at the society, things were burning a lot, right? You know, uh, incense would fall down and ruin an asana, and the candle would people would do some thing to do something, and their cloth would light on fire, and you know, like, and they realized maybe so I, was, I think they didn't Agni should be worshipped, so they rearranged, they put, <laughs> they inserted the Agni, so Agni puja is done uh, separately as a panchadeva to part of the panchadeva to puja. We don't do it, but we is but but as part of any large uh, maha puja also includes a yajna, so Agni is obviously included. So. That's a long, but I think it's an important background to, uh, idea to the puja. But the details are very simple. Just like Ganesh puja, we worship. The, there's a dhyan mantra, the five items, uh, flowers and leaves, and, and and the five items, and then a pranam mantra. So I just mentioned this the, these mantras for Ganesha. Starts as Ganesha. We I want to go Ganesha again because we we talked about Ganesha at the I think the second talk in the series, about the importance of Ganesha and why Ganesha is worshipped first and like that. So I'm not going to re re-litigate the argument for that the point so this is a beautiful um, uh, Dhyan Mantra for Ganesha Om Karavam Studatenum Gajendra Vadanam Lambodanam Sundanam these are very classic descriptions he is a stout thick body right his body is big and there's reason there's ancient historical reasons why he's big body in general stories he holds every of course he eats a lot of ladus so we know that <laughs> Right, that's a real that's the reason. I, like I have a stout, thick body, not because I have the universe inside of me, because I eat a lot of ladus, you know, or chips or whatever it is, whatever my version of it is, you know. But uh, so, but so he has a whole universe within him. That's uh, um, uh, one of the reasons. But like I said, there's the ancient category of deity that predates Ganesh worship, were thick-bodied, uh, short, stout, thick-bodied deities, you know. But anyways, uh, stuck, thick body, Gajendravadanam, and he has the head of the king of elephants. And we've told that story. I'm not going to tell that story. I want to tell that story. But I won't tell that story because um, we won't. We have a half hour to do five deities now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, no, not exactly. Exactly, it's true. His name, the King of Elephants. Maybe it's Gajendra's own head. <laughs> I don't think so. But we have the King of the King of Elephants. But the Sundaram, and he's very beautiful. Uh, uh, and he's beautiful with his swaying head. So it's not just describing him, it's describing a very beautiful uh, uh, image, right? That swaying head, I'm not going to read, uh, I'm just going to read, kind of the, give the, the general idea, is, is swarmed by bees, right? Now, we are scared of bees, we don't look at the sun, <laughs> don't ever touch the earth, we don't look at bees, and we're, and we're scared of bees. <laughs> Believe it or not, in the ancient world, 
bees are a form of the Devi herself, right? The Brahmari, she appears when there is uh, when when the the earth becomes desolate. She appears as bees. She appears as a. a uh, as vegetables, as nature, you know, she's these. And we have a beautiful beehive above. We built a, 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 we installed this great danger and difficulty very high at the proper height, a box for an owl to keep our rats down in the neighborhood, you know. And bees moved in, immigrants moved in, <laughs> and but they're wonderful. They're very gentle, very gentle bees, and uh, they've been very good to our garden. No, that's right. They're great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. And also, there's like in Laguna Niguel, there was bees that attacked and killed somebody a couple of months ago. I mean, it's like there's aggressive strands of bees here. These aren't them. These are very gentle, very extremely auspicious bees. Uh, very. I don't think anybody maybe has anybody been stung by this one yet. It's unusual. We have none of us have been. I get stung by bees all the time. And none been stung by them. We walk around barefooted in the garden full of bees. So they're good. They're good. They're good bees. Hmm? No, and these are very, very, very auspicious bees, right? Um, but 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 it's swarming. Where is it swarming? It's um. There, uh, Swede is swarmed by bees intoxicated by the fragrant rut, flowing from his temples. And I think in our talk on Ganesha we talked a little bit about this. That elephants have from the, they have a gland. I'm not exactly sure, but near their ear, that re- exudes. They call it rut. It's a hormone. This is when they're in heat. It attracts female element elephants, right? And so an elephant in heat or in rut is extremely auspicious, right? Because a king at his at his most virile, you imagine. So it's if an elephant is a sign of virility and strength, it's that most exaggerated masculine state. You know that that's what he's being worshipped of that ability, right? But so he's also very unpredictable. They're very it's like you know teenage boys in heat are also unpredictable and out of control. You know, so elephants at that time are very very um, um, and they're in t- they're themselves, but that's considered very auspicious, and the bees are are sworn and it's true when when an elephant's in in, in rut, bees come. So it's, it's a it's a it's a it's an image in real life. You know, and if people if you ha- if you're around elephants, this is what happens when elephants are in rut. Bees come, right? But this is done. It's very interesting. It's like a long list of epithets that build on each other. He has the king of elephant head, at Swain, that it's swarmed by elephants that are intoxicated by the fragrant rut flowing from his t- from his um temples those temples made beautiful right by the crimson blood of his enemies <laughs> right so the temples that are flowing the intoxicated rut the, the bees intoxicated by the rut flowing from his temples which are made beautiful by their by crimson red but so red's a very beautiful color but why is it red because of the of the blood of his enemies because ganesha with his tusks he's just he's he's smack he's like a you know you look at the remember uh, in like a Lord of the Rings type of thing when you see the, the giant elephants hitting, you know, going through an army, you know, it's like with his just doing this. Remember those giant elephant, those scenes with his tusks just decimating an army, you know, like that, right? So his tusks have killed his enemies, the blood of his enemies on his temple. The temples are flowing with rut that attracts intoxic bees that are swarming and that are intoxicated. Well, anyway, like that. So this list, it's very. Uh, uh, the the meter and the, the the structure of the mantra is very beautiful like that. It's a long list like that. With a stout, thick body, the head of the king of elephants and a pot belly, who is beautiful with swaying head, swarmed by bees, intoxicated by the fragrant rut flowing from his temples, made beautiful by the crimson blood of his enemies, gashed by the blows of his tusks. That's very nice. We worship that son of the mountain born, right? <laughs> so it's like we worship the sun. 
of the one who's born of the mountain. Right? And it, it says, Vande Shaila Sutta Sutta Sutam. The one who is bo- we worship the one who is born from the one born from the mountain. So it's very it's it's very po- we don't write poetry quite that way anymore. But this is the, the way it's 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 stacked. It's a be- it's a very beautiful mantra. Uh, um, so the mountain born means Parvati, right? She's born. He's born. He comes from the body of par- of Parvati. Pa- Parvati comes from the body of the Himalayas, right? And so in our talk on our last talk on Ganesha, we talked to how Ganesha itself is a symbol. He he comes from the 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 dirt. The dirt of the body of Parvati, right, and the oil and dirt and tumor from turmeric, which is a symbol of the earth, the color of the earth. And Parvati herself is a symbol of the mount. The the, the, the here it says, Shaila means stone, the uh, the mountain of the earth, earth element. Okay, again. So that's also beautiful. You can't just say uh, the son of Parvati, the son, the child of the one who is the child of the mountain. Very beautiful. More the mountain born. Ganapati, the grand, and then it says Ganapatim Siddhi Pradam Kamadam. He is the the uh, uh, grantor, the uh, uh, Pradam, the the giver Prada, like Jai Prada, the giver of victory, the giver of um, of Siddhi perfection. That uh, could be spiritual, like uh, asked um, uh, attainments, yogic attainments, you put yogic attainments, psychic powers and the like. Oxygen underneath it. I'm going to go in. Are you okay in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, the grim. So he's so that it could be that, but here obviously it's it means uh, spiritual. It means perfection, right? Siddhi. The word sadhana comes from the same thing. Siddha means to attain something. That what you do to it to get an attainment is called sadhana, right? So you can do, if you want psychic power, you can do practices to get psychic powers, right? That's the sadhana for that. But spirit, the real perfection, the real attainment. If you want spiritual perfection, right? He's the one. Who is the giver of that, right? Who, who grants the fruits? Who uh, the giver of the the thing we're doing sadhana for? He's a giver of the result, right? And kamadam, he's the give, grantor of all kamada. He's a giver of all desires, or the grantor of all desires. Now, of course, not all desires. This is a spiritual mantra, and then the middle of a puja. So it's the grantor of what we if we, if what we want is siddhi. If we want perfection. If we want spiritual attainment. He's the grant. He fulfills that desire. So another way to say that he's the one who fulfills our desire to attain, attain, attainment, like that. It's a very beautiful mantra. Right. And then offering the five items. There's different mantras for Ganesha. The simple one we're using is Om Gam Ganeshaya. There's Ganapataye Namaha. There's all these other mantras. We're just using one Om Gam Ganeshaya Namaha. Iram Satchandana Pushpam, we worship um, with a flower dipped with sandalwood paste. Iram Satchandabhivla Patram, sometimes we worship, uh, we worship also with Bibla leaves, the Shaibite, the leaf that's taken to Shiva. Uh, um, as Shiva. Because Ganesha is, is in the Shiva family, he's offered that. But actually, the main, his main leaf is Durva. We have, we have I don't pick right now, but there's like, like, I don't know what type of grass that is, we'd call that, not crabgrass, but it's. 
Is it? Is that what it's called? What is it? Baby, that sounds like a probably right. And it has, but the tip of it has three. And so you offer specifically with the three, right? And there's just like the Ida Pingalan, it's given symbolism the three eyes, the three states, the three parts of Om, the kicking rip, the three Ida Pingalan Shishumna, the Trisho, all the, 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 the fact that it's a trif, trifoliate leaf or whatever whatever they call that, right, uh, is significant. That's a, uh, and that's a favorite for Ganesha. Ganesha, that puja. That grass is necessary for for Ganesha. There's a. There, twenty one is. There's different numbers associated with each deity, like eleven for Shiva, nine for Durga. Twenty one is associated with Ganesha. I don't exactly know, to be honest with you. Um, um, I know the number twenty one is. Is are we sinking? Are you okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I just looks. <laughs> we put it in the quicksand. We put you on, on unstable ground there. Sorry. Um, uh, often the word the number twenty one is used. Uh, 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 it's often used like for generations, so it may have something to do. I don't know. I just know that the significance of that number in Hinduism is like things are done. Like if you attain if you attain enlightenment, a liberation, twenty one generations are liberated in your family. Things like that. You know that the common. So I don't know, it's like, like 64 and 108, these auspicious numbers. The exact reason, I don't know. But I know 21 is, is associated with them. But like that 21 for, for generations, an example, example, what that means, 10 generations past, 10 generations in the future, and you, 21, right? So your 10 generation ancestors, your descendants, your next thing, if you have descendants, and you. So that's where that 21 is. But I don't know exactly why that is. But um, uh, this leaf is, is important for Ganesha. And then incense, Eshadupa, Eshadipa, light, Naivijam, like uh, food and water, the traditional five item, or 10 item, or 16 item, or 64 item, whatever the puja is being done. But this five item is common. And then the Pranamantras. Those Pranamantras are also very nice. Uh, two of them, everybody knows, or a lot of people know, the first one, the first one that, we, that we use, it's used in these puja books. It's not, it has an... an not part of like pop Hindu culture, or it's not the beginning of like bhajan CDs like the other ones are, you know. Om Devendra Mali Mandara Makkarana Karuna. It's a little more, it's a, again, it's a sophisticated mantra. Vignam Harantu He Ramba Charada Buja Renavaha. Vignam Harantu He Ramba. Obstacles, of course, he's the one that's going to remove obstacles that begin the puja. We mentioned before that the real obstacle is the senses are the obstacle. We, we go beyond the senses so we can enter and awaken the Devi who sits in the, in the Muladhara, where Ganesha's actually uh, exist. But may obstacles be destroyed, like the Flapan was a swain, from the swain with rut, intoxicated, like that. It uses a similar alliteration and, and building. Uh, from the dust of your lotus feet, right? So, what is your obstacles are may may obstacle be destroyed by the dust of your lotus feet, right? So, the very dust of Ganesha's feet destroys obstacles. Those feet that are been made also just like his his temples are made beautiful by the blood. His feet are also beautiful. Also, it was red. Red is a common thing, right? It's a very beautiful mantra, which have been that are which are reddened by the pollen of the mandara flower. There's one auspicious flower that was pollen apparently. I don't know the mandara flower. I'm, I'm sure it's very beautiful and very auspicious. And uh, that that flower has a red pollen. So Ganesha's feet are smeared 
was red of the pollen from the flowers. Where do these flowers come from? Right? You could say, oh, he must like, we should offer. Nobody's offered him anywhere these flowers. Right? Flowers on top of the head of the king of the gods, Indra. Right? So Indra is a scribe. One month for Indra, he wears mandata flowers in, in, in his crown. And because Indra bows his head and touches his head to Ganesha's feet, those the, the pollen from those flowers smear and redden Ganesha's feet. Like so, these things really are so beautiful. I mean, it's like the the the, the, the way the way these things are. You have, you have to build so much to. to it, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Indra. If it's an Indra locus, I'm sure it's a heavenly flower. I don't think it's um. That, or above your head, actually, it's better. Right, so may obstacle be disturbed by the dust of your lotus feet, Lord Ganesha, which are reddened by the pollen from the Mandara flowers on top of the head of the King of Gods, Lord Indra, as he bows at your feet. Now, of course, it can also be read that this is a in the competition of deities and their sex, right? <laughs> Where uh, uh, Indra is the King of the Gods, right? And in the in ancient Vedic times, Indra was the King of the Gods. Now he's, and nowadays he's made almost uh, almost a comedic character and we give him the symbolism he's the ego and like that but yeah. in ancient times he was the main god right yeah. now he's right so like in, in the Lita Sasanama it, or in the in the Dhyan Mantra for, for Lita when she's well, while the supreme goddess sits on a throne made of Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva and Isha right and Sadashiva showing that she's that. where's Indra? Indra is her spittoon when she chews, <laughs> when she chews a, a, a betel nut she spits it out and, and the spittoon which is Indra now we could say now that's, I think it's very beautiful to show that she's the supreme power. Even the most powerful masculine deity in the universe is just serves the cat catch her spit, right? Her chew, her her her, her like her her pawn, uh, leaf, right? Right? Or but it could also be, you know, you could see that this is, could be in the struggle. If we give a little bit of historical analysis, you know, dangerous carefully, right? Uh, uh, that that uh, Devi be, in, in in where Devi is now shown to supplant the importance of Ganesha. So Ganesha here, this is, could be taken that way. He supplants the importance of of Indra, or just see Ganesha is so wonderful, even Indra bows to him, right? And so if 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 Ganesha, if we worship Ganesha, even the God who runs the who runs heaven, right? He itself is serving Ganesha. If Ganesha is on our side, nothing can hurt us. You know, he will definitely clear the way. So it's very beautiful. It works on a, an extremely devotional, sectarian, historical. You know, it, it's the, the mantra is significant in, in every way. The other two mantras are more common: Ekananta Mahakayam, Lambodanam Gajananam, Vignam Nashakaram Devam Herambam Pranamamyaham. You are with one tusk, a huge body, big stomach, and elephant's head. These are her classic iconographic, distinct uh, characters. And uh, the destroyer of obstacles and the beloved of actually Hera Ambam Pranamamya and the and the Daima and the um and the um beloved of of Amba of the mother, right? So I I remember when I'm in, in Allahabad we have there's a South there's a uh, Maharashtrian pandit, he's a wonderful character, uh, our, our uh, uh, Maharashtrian Brahmin in Allahabad. And he has a wonderful, he's a difficult person, right? And wonderfully so. And his great good quality that he loved our guru, and our guru loved him. 
right? And so a, because of that, everybody, no matter how outrageous he gets, it's almost charming, you know? <laughs> Other people, we throw him, you throw him out, you throw him from your heart forever, but because he's so wonderful that even his going. But I remember one time he came into my kutir in, in, in Allahabad, in our room, and he saw my shrine, and my shivalingam with the street chocolate carved in it. And he goes, ah, and he immediately, spontaneously starts reciting prayers from the, the, um, Dhyan uh, Mantra from the Lita uh, Sasranama, uh, right? Beautiful, was tear. I mean, he's really he's a great devotee of the Devi. He has a lot of great qualities, right? And he goes, ah, and then he was like, then he went out and he saw Ganesha's, my little, little crystal Ganesha. He said, ah, that's the way, right? If you just pray to Divine Mother, will she answer, will she not answer? Who knows? She's a goddess, countless trillions of the universes. Who are we, right? You're thinking about we become overwhelmed, but she's thinking of us. She doesn't become overwhelmed, right? He, got, he started crying thinking of the Divine Mother, but he's just this little. I mean, we're just little, yeah, who knows, I can't even say what we are. <laughs> Whether we get her attention, who knows, right? But we do know one out of all her billions and billions of children, we know one for sure she loves, and that's Ganesha, right? And so she sees if we're worshiping Ganesha, right, then she'll definitely, she'll give whatever we want, you know. That's, 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 this is a sure way to get Devi's attention. You worship her son, even he may not give you attention, but if she sees you worshiping Ganesha, she'll give. So this, uh, you are you are uh, beloved of Amba of the mother. To you we bow. Vakratunda Mahakaya, Koti Surya Samaprabha. Oh, you with a twisted trunk and a huge body, sh- who shines like a million Koti Surya Samaprabha, like millions of suns. Right, he shines like millions of suns. Uh, may all Nirvignam. Uh, Without any obstacles, right? Remove all obstacles or let there be no obstacles. Kudame Deva, O God. Sarva Kareshu Sarvada. May all of our work, Sarva Kareshu Sarvada, may all of our work all the time be always free of obstacles. Right? So it's a very, it's a very, it's a very, very that, that, these, these mantras you hear at the beginning of songs and often people, Bakratunda Mahaka, you hear, you know, any recording. YouTube recording, these mantras will be there. The first one is less known. It's only in the puja books as far as I've seen. I've never heard them outside that. What time is it now? 22. 22. Okay. We'll just, um, so that, that's, uh, we talked about the five devotees and then Ganesha. This beautiful Dhyan Mantra, the five item, and then the um, uh, 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 the um, uh, Pranam Mantra. Do Surya. That's, I can do that in two, three minutes, actually. <coughs> so that's uh, in the Panchadev. We'll, we'll, we can just go through the Surya mantra also. Uh, so now for the sun, um, it can just be done simply with a Dhyan mantra, with a uh, 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 Gayatri mantra, or he has his own Gayatri mantra. But there's a beautiful uh, meditation verse: Raktam bujasane maashe sagunaika sindhum. Right, you are seated. Akti says, what's the flower? Raktam. Raktam bu'asane mashi. He sits on a red flower. He sits actually, of course we see the sun. You can imagine if there's a personality in the sun, he's sitting on the sun, the flower, this blooming flower. And it's a red, this Aruna color, this red color. Um, um, so he's actually seen as, we meditate upon him as sitting on a hibiscus flower. Which is also interesting, actually. So, actually, you know, in in especially in Bengal, where Kali worship is predominant, right? The, the hibiscus flower is used exclusively for Kali, 
right? You don't use, you don't worship Durga with hibiscus, with red hibiscus especially, right? So we have so many different colors of hibiscus. The red ones are only offered to Kali. The pink ones we offer to others, you know. <clears throat> but actually, you can worship Ganesha with hibiscus only because he loves red. Red is also a color for Ganesha, but also because of because he's a son of Devi. Anything, you, anything for his mother, you can give the son, right? So we can. So he's allowed to be worshipped with, with uh, in in in. This is Bengal. In South India, you go and they, the hibiscus are very, you know they don't follow that rule. You know, you see Shiva Temple or other, you know, they put at the, at the Ramakrishna Mission in Chennai, Swami Vivekananda's in this picture, there's hibiscus. But in Calcutta, you would never say hibiscus, uh, red hibiscus. They have their own conception of colors and like that. Uh, so you can you worship you can worship um, uh, Kali, uh, Ganesha, and Surya also with red hibiscus. Red is his color, you know, and, and so so when we do Argya, when, we, when we're holding to, to worship, to offer water to the sun, uh, you, ideally, you have some red flower petals, or reddish. Red is that color. The metal is is copper or gold, and the color is red, right? So he sits on, which of course is the color of the sun. He sits on, um, the, he sits on the uh, sitting on the red lotus, the embodiment of all pure qualities. Sagunaika Um You are the the light of the entire universe. So it's interesting because this sun is the light. Of our um, solar system, not the light of the universe. Right? The universe is made of many solar systems, which was some, many of which was much bigger suns, right? So it's not just that's these hints. Hints are showing it's not just the giant um, exploding ball of whatever you can probably know more about <laughs> whatever ingredients are hydrogen and you know like you know. You know, it's not just that, right? It's that, right? So Swami Chidananda Saraswati, the great disciple Swami Shivananda, very often he'd always say uh, that, re- that the, the sun represents the light of light beyond all darkness, the self, right? Really, the, the self, which is consciousness itself, the light of lights. Because we see light, not by the light, but consciousness sees light. We see each other due to light, but we see light because of consciousness. You know, without consciousness, there could be a light bulb and we wouldn't see any of you, right? So the light of lights, the beyond all darkness, right? That's the great symbol of that. Fire can be a symbol of it, but the great fire is a great symbol of it. You know, so when we chant the Gayatri and we worship the sun, it's the light that illuminates the, everything, not just our galaxy. For us, it's a, it's a giant ball of fire that's radiating light and heat and, and, and is giving, allowing life on this planet to be relatively... Okay, <laughs> more or less. More or less. <laughs> a little bit this way or that way, it goes. It goes bad, as we know. You know, a little bit. But so it's a light. So it's a, which the who lights the entire universe. Samasta jagatatma deepam bajami. Jagatatma deepam bajami. You are the light of the entire universe. We worship you. Then it described a little bit his iconography. Your two hands hold lotus, and your lotuses. And your lower hands show the gestures of granting fearlessness and boons, right? Classic pose, right? And your power, your powerful face, is the rosy hue, is of rosy hue, and has three eyes. This is common. Then, so that's the Dhyan Mantra, holding the the uh, Kumar Mudra, meditating the heart. That flower is offered, and then the five items are worshipped. And he's not offered leaves generally. Like we worship with flower, with perfume, flower, incense, light, and food um, in the puja he's not offered because 
but it's tr tricky because in certain traditions he's considered an incarnation of Shiva. The planets are forms of Shiva. In other traditions, he's considered, or it's considered, uh, incarnation of Vishnu. Right? So when leaves are offered, you can offer him both Bivla leaves. In Navagraha Puja, you can offer him Bivla leaves and Tulsi leaves. And when you're doing Aragya, you can, people tell me you put Tulsi leaves on there. But I don't never offer Tulsi leaves. People, other pundits told me, always offer Tulsi leaves. Right? In the, <laughs> so in the Puja, the, we don't list leaves. We, we, we leave out leaves. Leaves are important, actually. It's interesting because they have sectarian meaning also. Uh, uh, like you know, like Tulsi can only be offered to Vishnu, never to Shiva, and Bhiva can never be offered to Shiva, always to Vishnu, right? Of course, we know Vishnu and Shiva are not different, and, and you know distinctions are, but there is a bhava, and we respect those traditions, you know. So, uh, uh, like when Holy Mother, I may have mentioned this before, Holy Mother would be worshipped on her birthday. People would come and offer flowers, and people would bring, oh, Mom, may I, may I, may I do puja? Because yes, you can do, it. and they open their basket, but they went to the store and flower market and they offer uh, roses and lotuses and, and then they go to grab like tulsis and bibel leaves oh, no 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 leaves don't offer leaves she wouldn't let people worship her with leaves right maybe, maybe we can only imagine why because we also believe she is she's sarva deva devi surupa she's all gods all goddesses including vishnu including shiva including kali and these different leaves but out of her but then swami gambaran mentioned that uh, in her universal form we can offer her Tulsi leaves and Bibel leaves. So Kali Mandir, we offer her Tulsi leaves and Bibel leaves. Right, and then the, the Pranam Mantra. Jabba Kushum Nashankarsham Kasya Payam Payam Maha Dutim Dwantarim Sarvapapagnam Pratosmi Pranatosmi Devakaram. We bow to the maker of the beautiful, the maker of the day. I like the sun makes the day. Right, the beautiful. The, the, the first line is the most obvious experience of, of the sun, the one who makes the day. Right, our day is associated with its rising and falling. You know, maker of the day, shining brilliantly, seated on a hibiscus flower. Again here, um, the great luminary, descendant of Kashapa Muni. He's Kashapa is the father of many of the gods. Right, this, uh, um, the enemy of darkness and the destroyer of sins. So it's not just, now of course the sun comes up, darkness goes away, right? That's one meaning, right? Also, the sun comes up and sins go away. When the sun, when the sun goes down, all of our bad behavior starts. In the light of day, most people are, uh, <laughs> behave themselves, right? You know, darkness is a, is a, that's why you want to protect the place. Stop, you know, it's like, you know, it's like on the, 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 um, uh, the lot across the, on the thing, you know, it's an empty lot. So pretty soon it's an empty lot. You, you hear people and the people pull over there. To, and they're taking heroin, and you know, like it's a, it's, a dark, it's a dark, empty place, right? You know, but that happens two, three times, right? And so the owners put a light there, and now it doesn't happen anymore, right? So that's in, but in the, in the, where the light, where the sun is, darkness goes and sin goes. In a certain, of course, there's sins we do in broad daylight. That's a different, right? But it's a, obviously it has a deeper meaning. Light, of, the light of light beyond our dark. You are the, the one who gives light. You are the, you are God who gives illumination, right? And that illumination destroys all darkness, it destroys all sin, destroys everything. And the final two, that's a com that's a famous mantra. It's part of a hymn that's described that, that worships each of the dash of the Navadur of uh, Navagraha. All the nine planets has their own pranam mantra. This is in that hymn. This is a very popular one. The others are less just as another just a glorification. Nama Savitre Jagadeka Chakshise. We bow to Savitri, an ancient name for the sun, Savita. The, the eye of the world, 
I also like that name. The eye that the eye of the world, and the cause of birth, sustenance, and death in the world. You are so you are the he's the giver of time and everything. So is it the cause of birth, death, and birth, life, and death, right? Which is also saying that he's worshipped as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, right? By saying that, right? You know, it, uh, uh, so each deity, whenever they're worshipped, they're worshipped as everything. That's another important point. Here it is. The essence of the three, here the three could be the three Vedas, the essence of the three Vedas, or the three periods of time, the three fires, sunlight and uh, 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 sun, moon, and fire, could be the three gods, right? Really, it's understood as the, three, the, the, the essence of the three Vedas, the three, the three gunas, Tigunat Mikarane, you are the you are the essence of the three Vedas, the three gunas, right? And Virinchi, Narayana, Shankaratmane. And the essence of Virinchi means Brahma, Narayana, and Shankara. Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Right? So it's like, so you say, oh, so he's, the sun is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Right? The sun is Brahman. Ganesha is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Ganesha is Brahman. Right? Uh, 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 Guru is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Guru Brahma, Guru... Are you, you don't believe me? Let's all say it together. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva Maheshwara, Guru Deva Parabrahman. Guru is Brahma, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and Parambrahman. Ganesha is also worshipped with Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and Parambrahman. Here Surya is worshipped Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and Parambrahman. Devi... Uh, uh, Stristi Siti Vinashanam Shakti Bhute Sanatani. The one who creates, sustains, destroys. And Sanatani, the internal one. You know, so Devi is being worshipped as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and the, and the eternal, unchanging Brahman, right? So that's the, that's also that comes to our original point of the Panchadevata, right? Is that it's they're all they're 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 being worshipped specifically, but they're being seen also as everything, as the essence of everything, the source of everything, the embodiment of all these these things. So we'll end there. So next week, God willing, we'll we'll finish up the the section which is Narayana Puja, worship of Vishnu. Shiva Puja and Durga Devi Durga Puja, and the and then the other we we call it Devata Puja, just other lists, uh, the great list because you realize, uh, one time there there's a I think through Hinduism today or something there there was a they I saw something about what it means to be Hindu, what is Hinduism like is there a foundational, like definition is very difficult to make right, and the Supreme Court of India came up with a few different ones that were being argued, right one of which was that the deities to worship are many. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the. Not only that, like it's that 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 it's um, pantheistic because it's not exactly that, you know. But it's that that one list. I don't know if it made it into the final definition, right? But that uh, had to do with sectarian marks. I mean, different characteristics that that classical Hinduism and modern Hinduism has, and one of which was that the deities to worship are many, even if you only worship one deity, the deities to worship are many. So. And so we we we. Some people want to simplify. No, they just one. We find that slightly boring, <laughs> so, um, because 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 the one has become everything, right? And so we can we can inter not okay. God has become everything. That's so now we have we have already a, a weird impersonal <coughs> conception of the absolute, and, and and then we extend that to seem something really sublime. He's become everything. And so that's almost that's almost more abstract, right? You have you know like no now God's everything, but now we but that means that that materialism 
that's just regular worldly life. God's everything is divine, but we don't see it. But it, of course, if we had the eyes to see, who knows what we'd see? But we can begin. We can begin to see everything. How do you how do you start seeing things as God? Is this fire or is this agni? That's Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, and and Brahman, right? That that the question, right? So you go, you enter the and you enter the courtyard. There's a there's a little throne out of clay, and there's a tulsi plant there. It's a basil plant, right? So is it a basil plant or is it goddess Tulsi Devi, Vrinda Devi? And there's mantras. I recently translated them. There's a beautiful hymn that describes Tulsi Devi. Here I'm going to give you a hint: as Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, <laughs> and Brahman, <laughs> right? You know, it's like so, so. So, but how do you do that? So, oh, God's become everything. You just walk by. No, no. Th- therefore, you, people, people, you see, they chant mantras to her. They walk around her. They give her water. You know, each each form has a way has has a personality, right? And so that that the one becoming many, we can once that one has become many, is named, is described, is is interacted with in many many different ways, right? It's become personal and direct, right? And we can inter we can interact with the one that's become many, right? And so the idea of of the many gods or the many uh, manifestations of the divine, is is is. Um, It's not just, it's beyond, it's pluralism, for sure, <laughs> right? But it, 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 um, with every addition, you expand your way you can, the way you can see, the, what, the way you can interact, the way, you, relationship you can have with the divine, right? Without ever losing, we're taught, of course, there are some traditions, an ancient tradition may, may have been like this, it's like, oh, like Agni and, and, and Indra and Surya and Vishnu are not the same. Right, but here we talked about this, this the smart uh, background, Vedantic background of the of the Pancha Devata Puja, right? In ancient Hinduism and the and the form of ancient Hindu that that survived into the modern world and the, and that is surviving into the interreligious, multicultural world, uh, perennial philosophy type of world that that's kind of like that. That 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 they're all different and they're all the same. They're 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 all they're they're all they're all distinct and different, and they're all God, the, the absolute God. That's the amazing thing, you know. Truth is one. Sages describe. I can't just say describe it. Now worship and interchange, or they reveal themselves differently to different people. So we're we're the inheritors of a very grand tradition, not only of the, the these these ancient manifestations, revelations of 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 the deities of of, of the gods or of God. Right, but now, even now, in the modern world, Ramakrishna and Vivekananda, we have the teachings of Buddha, we have the teachings of Christ, we have the teachings of the mystics. We have, you know, it's like these are also now become, in a certain sense, we have to be careful, to, respectfully, not to, um, to overstep our relation. But, but we, this is also, we can uh, other ways to expand our ways of interacting with God and seeing God. Anyways, we're late, as I always do. Thank you for your kind attention.